three, two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Vortex and Fuel here. Ethan. Alex. Chance. And Colton. And Alex is back from Batesville. Uh, lots to un- uh, recap with that. And our second guest of the offseason uh, is, on, is on today. Uh, really looking forward to bringing you guys this content. Uh, had a great sit-down conversation with him. So let's hit it. So Alex Batesville. Batesville, yeah. Um, we uh, we luckily did not have any t- trailer problems this time. You we're racing your own tire, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we we no tires fell off, no studs broke off the trailer, no flat tires. Thank the good Lord for that. Um, <clears throat> but um, Austin made two out of his four shows. I made all my shows, all four of them. Um, we uh, our best best finishes were fourth in Zumo and second in Zumo. I got a 12 on uh, Saturday night after getting shuffled back um, and working my way back up through the field. Friday night, we started 10th, shuffled back, and just didn't have the go-kart to do it. Uh, sumo, Saturday night, we were fighting fighting for the win, and uh, the brakes went out on the go-kart because we were trail-breaking so hard. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll get those fixed up and ready to go. Uh, but Austin, Austin uh, qualified 10th out of se- in senior NEF out of, I want to say, 51, 52. Yeah. So it was one of his uh, best qualifying runs. Uh, really proud of him. I was uh, screaming. Yeah. Yeah. I, Chance, yeah. Chance and I were screaming because he went out on the track, spun out. Yeah, spun out. Caught his, lap, his... Caught his lap again. Okay, his next lap. And he went 7th. And I was like, oh, shit, this ain't good. And then goes to the top of the sheet. They send like three more groups out after him, and he's still the top of the sheet. And I was like, "Hold, hold up, hold the phone. Yeah, what's what's going on here?" And sure enough, our boy got it done. Top ten start at Batesville. Really proud of you, dog. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, bad luck, um, bad place, uh, wrong place, acrobatics. Wrong yeah, that. yeah. But he 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 was running is some of his best racing he's ever ran. Uh, he was running a uh, six working on fifth for a little bit you know it's it's a big thing for him because you know he's used to qualifying at Batesville but qualifying 18th 19th 20th racing in the back trying not to get a lap down but right here he's racing for you know podium finishes and I think that did a lot for his confidence I'm super proud of how he was able to uh to work with it and because uh, because these guys they race every weekend you know if you're if you're racing up top five in in yeah, know, Batesville. I mean, you know, yeah, you're every weekend. Stock heavy, stock light, stock medium uh, classes. I mean, you're racing the biggest names in the country. Uh, so I'm really proud of him. Um, you know, this is my first year that I kind of helped calls with tires and stuff with my dad. So we both learned a lot how to uh, work together with that stuff. Um, and uh, we 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 put some notes down. We definitely have a different little strategy to go with next year. But all in all, it was a good trip. Everybody came home safe. We didn't junk any go karts or anything like that. And uh, yeah, it was fun. We'll definitely be ready to go next year. Yeah, uh-huh. I think uh, I think Austin was on track. Um, I, you know, we were all watching his lap times because I had, I had Alex. I had the race on the TV, okay, mm-hmm. above my two monitors, and I had race monitor on the left monitor, and I was watching his times. And if he would have followed. Fontenroy to the front, I think he'd have had a easily top three finish. 
He yeah. was that. They were that fast. Yeah, we he, he, we we had the cart rolling. Uh, Friday we kind of went a little aggressive. Uh, we were all too soft all Friday, we, and and we needed to be a little harder on Saturday. So we kind of kept some tires on the rack, uh, and then we changed the game plan on Saturday. Uh, went to a harder tire, um, and we 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 saw better results. So uh, I also want to shout out Dalton. Dalton Davis for getting his win in sumo. Whoop, whoop. Um, Hell yeah. You know, Friday night, all the boys uh, from the group chat, we all podiumed. Uh, I finished fourth, Dale finished third, and Dalton yeah. won. So that was, a, that was, that was fun uh, racing with the guys and, and seeing one of your buddies get a really solid win like that. That's so, cool. Dale came from like the back. Dude, Dale came from, from, from deep. Dale was deep. Yeah. Um, nice. I knew you guys had something good. Um, going Saturday when I looked at open practice and I saw Austin go out there like rubber just to you know with rubber just to get a heat cycle on him nothing really on him is what he said and he was still pretty quick yeah so I, I figured okay that's a good baseline for you guys to go off of um, if you're going out there with a tire but that's got nothing on it um, and you're already sitting top 20 um, yeah from everybody yeah. not in UAS yeah like I said we had some really solid runs I, I had we both had our best qualifying positions we've ever had at Batesville. I qualified second twice, uh, both days for sumo. Austin got a top ten qualifying spot. Um, barely missed light. They wet the track right before qualifying mm-hmm. started. Didn't realize it. Went out with one of the first groups, and uh, track was real slick. And we obviously prepped to, you know, what we thought the track was going to do. And, and um, so missed light for Austin, but he came back and got it back in NEF. So that was, that was good for him. And then medium on Saturday. Um, yeah, qualified twelve. Um, no, uh, no, that that was he. That was heavy on Friday. He qualified twelve. Okay, heavy. No, medium was the second class on, on or the first class for him, on uh, on Saturday. And I think if they'd have done a second round of qualifying, I know they're trying to beat the rain. Um, you know, eight thousandths. He missed the show by. Yeah, it was given it, it, it was second round. If he'd have went out last, he'd have made the show. Yeah. And that's that. No bullshit. All bullshit aside, that was one of the big things I kept screaming at Chance, Colton, and uh, Jacob about. I was like, "Why is Austin all like? Why was he going out one of the first groups out?" You know? Yeah, I was trying, and I told him that I was like, "My me and my dad kind of getting a little, a little. We kind of getting like little arguments at the grid." He's like, "Dude, just put the damn go kart down. Let's go." And I'm like, "No, nah, Dad, we need the track to heat up as much as yeah. it can when we get on the track." Like, it needs to be as hot as it can and Colton, for when we get on the track. And Colton didn't really understand what I was saying until yeah. I just, like, I, I broke it out for him. I said, you know, so you've got a class that goes out. Well, then there's a break in between that class. Mm. So that first group that goes out it's cooling is cool. The track's cooling off. Yeah. The track's cooled off. It's going to be the slowest group out of everybody. Right. So you want to be the, one of the last groups out. You know, yeah. I broke it out to him when, when I raced for Brent. And, you know, they'd call for us. They, they would be screaming for Braden and I to go to the grid. We were the last two. And we're finally walking up to the grid. Like everybody, like the last group is out there. Yeah. And we're the last two people on the track. Yeah. So the track is pretty much in optimal conditions at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on to a few more news. Uh, Ferraris. No. Oh. No, go karting. Oh. Shea Shavis wins oh. the Wayne Pool Memorial. Shea Shavis does win the Wayne Pool. His first one. The Rumble yeah. rains out. Yeah. yeah. Rumble rains out to this weekend. <laughs> Um, Are they rescheduled it? Yes. Well, I know one of them was rescheduled to this week. Thanksgiving Thunder. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Yep. But um, Carson, our, our guy from last week. Hot got sauce a semi-pro Hall. win. Hot yeah, Sauce Hallman got, you know, had some good runs. Yeah, so MC Motorsports showed up. The whole team got good yep. runs. Wendell had really good runs. He won, I, I think, a couple. Um, he and Donnie were really the class of the field. 
um, in the big classes. Um, bigger guy classes. Moving into super late model, Ty Majeski gets DQ'd after yeah. his $30,000 win. Drilled out a bolt, huh? One bolt of five was hollowed out, drilled out. And the crew chief came on and said, that's my bad. I meant to replace it. Completely forgot about it. Knew the rules. Just forgot. I put four of the correct ones. I didn't have an extra one. Oh, and man. I had to use the hollow one. Damn. Damn. That's, a, that's an expensive mistake. Yep. So he'll try to redeem himself and become a two-time Snowball Derby champion this weekend. Yeah, really looking we, forward to that. Yeah, we should see. Yeah. Your boy, Alex, your boy, Ryan Luzer, got a nice ride. Yeah, uh, man, I'm really pulling for Ryan. Uh, hopefully he can do well. Uh, so really looking forward to uh, seeing what he can do. Really good ride. One of the Probably one of the best rides of the field. Yep. And uh, really excited. Um, we talked a little bit about that in the uh, the episode. So, But yeah, so I think that's, that's really about it. Yeah, so... Um, Let's welcome our guest, Adam Benefield, a.k.a. Adam Apple. Yep, yep. Came back from baseball. I, I didn't go, but Alex sent him. Oh yeah, I seen uh I seen on Facebook. It looked like you had a pretty good run down there, Alex. Yeah, we uh we didn't do too bad. We um and it's I love the LTO man, but it's got this ultra light uh mini light brake system and they literally glaze over so fast and they're not very powerful. And when you're at Batesville, yeah. like you know, you gotta have you trail breaking, trail breaking all the time, and uh, yeah. we're running second, kind of running with the leader, and uh, we just kind of lost all breaks on Saturday, so we just kind of had to salvage a second place. But we'll get them next time. We're gonna change the brake system out and figure it out. I heard that, man. That's bad though. Can't ever complain with a podium at that place. It's so it's hard just to get into the field, really. Oh yeah. You just get yeah. It's just, it's not that I'm picky. It's just, um, you know, you kind of put yourself in a new expectation when you win big races like that. And I mean, I'm thankful for second place because there's some people who go to those races and don't even get to race a feature race. But um, we had some really good qualifying runs, some of the best qualifying runs we had uh, over there. And uh, we learned some more uh, than we already did. And we'll just take it back to the house and come back next year and try to do better. Oh, yeah, dude. Definitely. How you got in the race? Got you in the race. Uh, well, uh, my uncle, my uncle's the one that kind of uh, introduced me. Well, it ain't kind of. He did introduce me to it. Took me up to Talladega one Friday night, and uh, I didn't really know what the hell we were doing. We just showed up at a racetrack, and uh, we we were watching, and uh, he never said a word the whole time. And uh, we sat there all night in the grandstands just watching, you know, adults go out and kids and all that stuff. And I, I mean, like, racing's all my family's ever known. And, uh, right, like, right when we got ready to end, I think it was uh, Stocklight. There, we were watching it, and the last lap of the race, I remember we were sitting in the grandstands halfway up, and right in front, like right at the flag stand, 
this go-kart turned around backwards and this guy come out of turn four and hit him head on and it was like a nasty wreck luckily everybody was okay but my uncle just looked at me like right after that wreck he looked at me and he's like so you think you might want to do this (laughs) (laughs) i was like yeah well you know we'll give it a shot and uh you know after that it was on it was uh it was me him and uh my stepdad for uh for my whole karting career really um but i definitely wouldn't have got into it or got as high as i did without my uncle uh tim he he, i owe everything to him How old were you? Uh, first race was 2000. So I was 10. I was 10 first time I I was a boy. I raced. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just insulted again. I started in 2002. Yeah, we'll see. That was, uh, that's actually something I'm sure we'll probably get into it later. But out of everybody, like, chance i remember racing chance like all the time but it was it wasn't like we were racing a lot together but every time uh like i was down in his you know y'all's neck of the woods or y'all were up here in mine like it was always a battle with chance like i never could say his last name i just (laughs) lots lots of hairs (laughs) like it was all kinds of you know nicknames we come up with for him but uh it was uh I remember growing up junior racing, man. There was always some uh, some hellacious battles between me and Chance. So the DVDs of every every morning, Thursday morning things, and I remember seeing you really young. And I remember we were just we thought it was the coolest thing that your name was Adam Apple. That was like the first time I ever heard of you. Didn't know any, and it was just funny to me. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty uh. There's still a lot of people like I don't know. Some people's figured it out. Some people ha- hasn't uh, or still haven't. Still, uh, I mean, it's not my real name. It, it was a nickname. That, uh, I didn't even know. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. So like, um, my my real last name is Benefield. Um, so you know, quick backstory. Uh, we get into racing, and like my uncle was like uh, in my opinion like a marketing genius like he he knew he knew how to you know market me better than anybody else and, and sell me like put me in the right spots at the right time and uh it was you know at the time it sounded you know cool it was kind of funny and we and we kind of went with it and uh you know wasn't gonna try it but it was like if you were say for example if you were rick hendrick uh, or exactly what you were saying, Chance, like you heard a kid's name, Adam Apple. Well, if you heard, if I said Adam Benefield, like it wouldn't have really stuck out to you. But Adam Apple, you're like, oh, that's that's a weird name. Like I ain't never heard anybody like Honestly, Apple for a last name. Yeah. This entire time. So like not to take from racing, but it's almost like a country singer, how they don't always use their, you know, yeah. their real name. To make it seem like to make it pop to people, to make exactly. it stick, you know. Right. For yeah. example, Hardy. Yeah. Like you know, everybody exactly. just knows him as Hardy. Yes. Yeah, same thing. Hundred percent. So that's, that's pretty damn smart. I guess yeah, you, know, you so. really do learn something new every day. Yeah, absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I guess after 20, 26 years of being in the carton world, the secret's out for people that didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. But yeah. So, Adam, um, what was your most memorable moment? Or, I mean, if it was a win, if it wasn't a win, um, while you were in carton? Oh, man, like, I thought about this one. Uh, it's it's hard to like pinpoint one moment, but I'd have to say like uh, y'all remember like back in the day when they had the state championships, like they had the, the Alabama had it, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, so uh, we won. Uh, we went to. It's good. You're good. Keep talking. You're good. We went to Georgia, and uh, that was the. We were doing a Georgia and Alabama because the weekends lined up where they were different because race promoters worked with one another back then. Um, so we went, we was racing both of them, but the one uh, Georgia, it, you know, like it had, it, it just like, you know, if you wanted to go race against the best out there, like you went to the East Coast and, and Georgia was, uh, you had all the heavy hitters, uh, you know, Shea. Uh, Daniel Armstrong. Uh, I'm sure you even had D coming out there. Yeah. So it was like there was a bunch of bunch of heavy hitters over there. So we went over there, and that I think that winning that championship that year was uh, kind of what I guess put me on the map. I guess you could say in the Cardin world. Yeah. Uh, kind of led to our ride with a uh, with a. Uh, phantom and you know a phantom Phantom driver for a while yeah yeah i was uh i was with phantom for a little while and um and with wayne dill or his dill performance and then the cool power they had the cool power dream team or whatever that consisted of a handful of us and uh but that that i think winning that championship is really what kind of you know, got the got all that rolling. Yeah. So I'd, I'd have to say that that's probably my most memorable moment because after that it was just it was wide open, man. Like that's we awesome. were racing two or three, you know, uh, sometimes three times a weekend. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like it, we were just wide open. So, do you think uh, growing up around you know the Beaver Creek, Talladega area, all those really big tracks and stuff like that, you think help prepare you to to go to those big races and really perform, having to race against some of the best in the country all the time? Uh, I do. I mean, like seriously, I do. Uh, I I think that in my opinion, I was lucky to come through Carton. Uh, really, I guess you could say through the backstage of the Golden Years. Uh, Absolutely. You know, like it was, man. There was stiff competition everywhere you went. We could go to Talladega, and um, I mean, there was probably five or six of us that could win on any given night. I mean, you had to show up with your A game, just like you did if you were going to Daytona or Jasper for a, for a WK race. Like you had to be on your game to to just win a a regular night show, and. Uh, you know, we had some good tracks back then, right here in Bama, like, you know, Talladega and Beaver Creek really wasn't open during the time where I was doing all that, uh, you know, the big racing with uh, WK and everything. We had a uh, Tony 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Speedway. Yeah. yeah, so it was that that right there, man, was a, you know, a little bull ring and, and smooth, smooth as glass. And, you know, it, it just had, it was ripping. And yeah. um, it was a hell of a, hell of a racetrack. Yeah, and so I, you kind of you kind of grew up uh, when there was respect in racing and and people respected each other and, and it wasn't it wasn't a business at that time you know a lot of people are saying karting was better when it was not not a business and now it's people are doing this for a living it's a business and everything like that and uh, I mean y'all were racing for you know a big race for y'all was five hundred bucks to win back then huh yeah like I I listened to Carson's uh, little podcast last week with Carson and I mean he hit it. You know, he he hit the nail on the head. Like back then, it wasn't you know it, it wasn't about the money. It was about the uh, you know the the leather jacket spoke absolutely you know, the dream. Back, back yes, back. yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's it was big if you could get one of those. Yeah, you know, it was a. I remember it was the Maxis leather. It was that Tri-State Series blue leather. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the Triple Crown was, like, red? Or yeah, the, the like Triple that. Crown was red for the Mississippi Maxis Series. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the Triple Crown for the Maxis Nationals was black. black, and you had the you had the band across the arm. Yeah. yeah. And now, yeah. now everybody has a suit or a leather and stuff like that. You know, like, I remember growing up, like... Um, uh, the impact of the PRC jackets. I mean, those were everywhere. Yeah, you, you didn't put your yeah. last name on a jacket unless you earned it, you know, kind of deal. Right. Yeah. It, that's that was uh that was back in the good days. Like, and one thing that I was that I was proud of that I like personally, I guess you could say, is like I minus Florida. Like, I I was able to get lucky. I was lucky enough to sweep uh, in one year Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. Yeah, that's so, what you say right there. Yeah, so we were, we were able to hit it all, and uh, it was it was pretty cool, and I. Uh, had like a my grandfather and uh, them had a, and my uncle had a special jacket made for me and I never I never wore it I just hung it up on the wall and Absolutely. but it's pretty cool that's yeah. cool hey I do have a question did you did you ever race the IKF Grand Nationals in Dubberly in Minden like two thousand four three or four where at now it was in it was Minden they well, North really, Louisiana North Louisiana there was a IKF, back when IKF was big, you know, they had the Grand Nationals. It came to Louisiana one year, and I remember there was thousands of go karts. I have no idea if you were even there. Uh no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. Re, I don't recall it at least. Mainly sticking with the WK stuff back then. Yeah, it was WK, and then uh, uh sorry if y'all hear my kids in the background. <laughs> They're getting ready to go to bed. They're wide open, but uh, <laughs> it was WK and uh, I think it was called TDKA, Tennessee. Okay. Dirt, Dirt Cart Association. Know. Yeah. yeah. And you. so those were the two main ones that we uh, ran minus the state stuff. So even, you know, even if the track is closed down, you know, you run in all those uh, tracks across the, you know, the eastern side of the United States, just uh, – we were running against all the competition. Which one was your favorite? You know, even if maybe you didn't do the best over there, or you didn't, it was one of your favorite tra- best tracks. What was what was your favorite? Uh, it might I, not even exist anymore. Yeah, it could be closed down. Yeah. Uh, well, one is funny. Uh, 
it's two it's one track i think is still open but one's not uh beach nut takes the yeah, keg number one down. it was it was an awesome racetrack side of the mountain yes and big you know that's where the dream was that's where yeah. it originated you know like that was cool but uh junior stuff i like the tracks that were like you had to draft like they yeah. you know you had to do that so possum kingdom was the other one and, and really it was it was uh anytime like i felt like i those were the best tracks that i, I did well in, at and I, I felt like i could win but it was uh i liked it because i had to if me and shay were there i don't know what it was about me and shay when we were younger but it, we worked so well together at those types of racetracks and and uh jay always used to uh, mess with us and everything just saying no matter where you start look for the other and and y'all finish one too and and a lot of times that's what happened and there were some times where we were acting like fools and we took each other out so yep. <laughs> you know <laughs> done that. Uh, yeah so uh but those those two would probably take the cake for me and then i mean i always have a soft spot because it's 10 minutes down the road and you know so, i've ran so many laps on that place so what was it like growing up around Talladega? I mean, like you just said, like NASCAR aspect, you know, NASCAR that, aspect, yeah. dirt cart rate, you know, dirt racing, everything. I mean, you're 10 minutes away. What was that like? Well, uh, you, uh, you see a lot of things, <laughs> you know, like I, I've seen a lot. I, I know chance. I know y'all came down last year, this past year, and I was wanting to get out there with y'all to really show y'all the full experience. But, uh, I told him, I was like, dog, like, be ready if you go into the campground. Like, it's, it's, you will not see anything else like it. And especially nowadays, it's, it's kind of not what it used to be, but boy, we've seen some stuff over there that is, uh, uh, like, I can't even put in the words some of the stuff we've seen over there, but it, it was an experience, I guess you could say, the best way to put it. Um, but the racing around here, man, like, it, like I said, like back in the day, it was, it was tough. Like it was really tough. And, and people don't realize like Alabama has produced some, some damn good cart racers. Like, yeah. you know, like, I mean, God, Brent Shelton's a freaking goat. You put him, him and Dee Pascal up at the top, in my opinion, like Dee's in Georgia. And anytime you had Dee come over here and you had a battle between Povo and, and Dee, man, like that was the one you, they had to everybody at the fence, you know, yep. it was always good, but uh, yeah, Povo just won over 35 at baseball this past weekend, yeah, yeah, <laughs> old man still getting it done. Uh, <laughs> in three years, I could run it, man. Almost, <laughs> I, I, I just turned 32 Sunday, so yeah, I know, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, right. it was fun. So, the first, time, the first time I met, well, officially yeah. had a conversation was Andalusia Indoor with you. And uh, you pretty much have been around Patrick that whole time. How did how did you and Patrick become friends? Like, how did you get into that? The uh, was it Ant? No, it was Jackson, wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> it was some indoor. I think it was Andalusia because it was the cart show and all that stuff. Jody Pearson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, me and so after the the you know I did the phantom stuff I, I did you know i went and i rode millennium too and that's uh i did some junior stuff over there and me and shay uh left phantom and went to millennium 
and Patrick was working uh, with Povo. Actually, Povo was part of the team too, and um, I kind of got to know Patrick there. Like he would, he would uh, help me and and kind of we'd work on the stuff when we go to the shop because we had a cart. We had a cart that we'd take to the race, like the WK races, and then we had a cart that we could race around here. Gotcha. And um, so we. When I go up to the shop to like race at Tony or Taudig or something, uh, you know, Patrick was there and kind of got to know him through that. And then when I got out of karting, we kind of lost touch with one another. And I think it was 20, oh no, it was like, oh, nine or 2010. Uh, uh, I was racing, I got back into racing, I started racing with Dobson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, close uh, to the pro kart tour year days and stuff like that. Yeah, right there around that time. Yeah, and uh, so I knew, you know, Justin. He lives thirty minutes down the road from me, and I'm another one that's you know, real good buddy of mine, uh, racing junior stuff. So we worked out a deal. Uh, me, him, and his dad and his mom, and I started riding for, uh, for them, and uh, it was one. It was. Can't remember if it was like the Fall Classic or the Frost Buster. I think it was a Fall Classic at Talladega. Um, Flip Carden mm-hmm. come over to me, and he's like, you know, hey man, why don't you? What are you doing? You know, he called out a date, and he's like, why don't you come ride? You know, if you ain't got nothing going on, I was like, all right, cool. So, I, you know, I'll see what we got going, and I ended up going up there to ride, and uh, at the time I was. 210 pounds and i show up and uh and flip's like you know i get there and i'm getting everything, getting everything ready and i'm like so what class am i gonna run he's like oh you're gonna run stock light <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> so we ran stock light and uh you know it it was fun we did good i think i don't really know i think i went through the infield a couple times uh <laughs> like it, it was a rough rough weekend but we had fun and um we kind of got into talks and started hanging out more. And then I kind of like kind of made the the switch from uh, racing with uh, the Dobsons over to racing with Flip full time. And that was like right when I made that switch is when Flip and, and uh, Patrick were coming back together. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really the, the, like what sealed the deal. I mean, I think it was, 2011 2012 is when that happened and ever since then i mean i ain't been able to get rid of patrick patrick ain't been (laughs) able to get rid of me so uh i helped him i didn't really ride a whole lot it was uh kind of just like i yeah i helped and and every once in a while you know he would you know put me in a car we'd do pretty good and or we'd win and you know he'd send me back to washington tires (laughs) (laughs) when when flip and patrick got together they they were really strong together everywhere they went it it was very rare i remember didn't flip win baseville backwards yeah no way yeah so (laughs) that that was uh that was uh that was actually so that was during one of the times they were actually a uh apart the dobson that was the year that Dobson went on the tear at Batesville and won like everything, and you know, all the elite classes and all that. 
well, the one class they weren't in was the class that we won. And I think, uh, I can't, I know one person was height. Uh, is it heights? Kyle heights. Kyle heights yeah. He come out of turn four and caught flipping the right rear and just turned them perfectly backwards and flip just rolled across the line backwards. <laughs> First one across it. So me, me and there's a video on Facebook on it. Really? Yeah. Me and Jacques were sitting on the back stretch and like we were like, oh, flip got it. And then when we saw him, we were like, oh, like we were just like, oh, like, it was, <laughs> yeah. That was it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's I definitely have to go find that on Facebook because yeah, people share it every now and then. Never seen the video. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> it's probably the coolest thing I've seen at Batesville happen. So yeah. Adam, um, you you know you were just talking about your kids in the background and everything, and uh, you know we, we've been talking about your racing. Um, do you have any plans to get back into it? Are your kids showing any interest in getting into racing? I mean, what, what's what's kind of the outlook on that? Uh, I mean, uh, as far as me, you know, like I'm done. I, I hung the helmet up. Uh, I think my last race was was with Patrick at the at the pro or the fall classic uh a year ago or two years ago um as far as the kids uh i i mean if they want to you know we'll we'll see um uh, they knox is uh i i'd raise my little girl ray she she don't she's like her mama she ain't about to know <laughs> life uh, but uh knox he goes like he's all he's always went with me even when i was still going all the time and uh, everything and he he go he would go and help with you know bug patrick in the trailer and help with tires and wash tires and you know uh sit in the go-kart while me and you know rolling it up to the grid and walk out with me and flip on the front straightaway at the big races like he knows all about it cool. and, and he enjoys going but it's just like he really don't that's like where it ends. He don't really have a desire to get in one, I don't guess. And and I'm not going to push him. Uh, yeah. You see it all the time with, you know, yeah. uh, parents trying to push kids to, to do that. Now, I mean, dude, it takes it takes a certain type of kid, in my opinion, to get out yeah. there and race. And, and you see it a lot more nowadays and, and everywhere, man. Parents just forcing the kids to do something. Just right. So, like, oh, yeah. kind of live their legacy, kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. Right. Family. But, like you said, man, if it's not in their heart, they're actually in more danger on that track, you know, than if they didn't do it at all. Yeah. I mean, right. so I had the live stream this weekend from Batesville, and I can't tell you how many times, um, you know, <laughs> kids in the back of the pack or parents or, you know, coming over the wall screaming and everything. And, you know, kind of makes people like us who have raced kind of sit back and go, what the hell are you doing? You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I agree 100%. Like, it's, I, I was watching it too. Like, I I didn't go to Batesville. This first year, I did not go to Batesville. I, I actually went and raced RC cars with uh, with Flip in Georgia. So, uh, oh, nice. so we drove, like, while I was going on the road, I had it playing uh, on my phone. And, uh, like, I, I was just sitting there watching it. It's like, dude, like, it's, I know it's indoor racing, like all of us know, you got to have a certain mindset when you go to an indoor track, but it's just like, man, like I can't imagine my, my seven-year-old kid out there just getting hammered in the wall like that or getting drove through. Like 
it's just not what it used to be. And, and, no. you know, I just don't want to take part in it. Yeah. And officially is not what it used to be. We were talking about that too. Like nobody, there's no, they don't take officials seriously. So they just start booting people. Yeah. But. This year was bad. But Endicott did get, yeah, but I, I don't think he. I know Sean O'Neill did too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not, probably shouldn't talk about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that, Adam. But uh, I've seen both. I was watching both of them live uh, on the way home, I, and, and I'll I'll say that the the small block open race, uh, the driver that got black flagged got exactly what he deserved, oh, in my yeah. opinion. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, that was. But for sure. you know, getting back to the whole thing, Adam. I mean, you know, when I went with Alex and Austin in 2020, and then I watched it from home last year, um, and then watching it from home again this year, um, it, it's not even. It's not. It seems like it's not just the integrity of the driver, but it's just what you know. Go out there and just get to the front any you know any way possible because if you throw a caution if somebody you know if you spin somebody and they just go and sit at the top of the corner and then they get going again well when they throw the caution you're not going to go anywhere and that person's going to go to the back because oh you know your motor was still running you could have you could have turned around and kept going so it's like if you just you know if you start 10th you know you saw it a couple of times you start 10th and you just do that three four times well now you're sitting in the top five potentially and now you got to shut at, a, at definitely a podium but a top three top two or a win later on in the race yeah yeah i mean the whole i like i mean i'm all for not throwing cautions if the driver's up out of the way uh yeah, yeah. i know but you know back in the day at tunica just go sit you know they would tell us you, if you're not on the bottom by turn one like you you spin and you sit until you get a, you know, hoping for a single file start. Um, or you just, you know, if you're starting on the outside, you know, just uh, go ahead and tell the guy on the inside you're sorry because you're coming down the <laughs> what. So, yeah, I thought so, uh, it was double file starts for a very long time. Yeah, and it was, the right. track was way more bumpier and way less grip in Tunica. Yeah, but it's, like, I don't know, man. Like, this, this, Watching it this year, both days, like the race and the baseball, just it was. It was I mean, there's no other way to put it, but it was terrible. I yeah, mean, it, was it was just a it was just a junk fest. Terrible. Like, you know, who can you who can you jump to get the lead? Right. I think out of what nine junior classes, nine or ten junior classes, I think we had Majority maybe half of them go green flag. Maybe five of them, you know, four or five of them go the full fifteen laps. I mean. Yeah. Almost all of them were time limit, and it was like, what the hell? And some of them were only like three or four laps. Yeah, like the first feature of the whole weekend, Cone White almost, I think at the time limit, they only went ten laps. Yeah, it did. They couldn't, they couldn't get a start to save their lives. People were pushing from the back and just literally picking up people's rear ends and spinning them out, and just it was, it was ridiculous. And then, like, I'm okay with going green on the back stretch because you know it kind of breaks everybody up going into turn three and four. Um, but don't just plow. But everything. not not that but plowing into people, yeah. But like when someone gets put to the back and they just they lay back for a second, coming out of two, and then get on it and pass like ten carts on the back stretch. I, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah, but uh, 
Yeah, let's uh let's transition. Into... Hold up, my bad. So you mentioned that RC race, oh, yeah. and I saw a comment on the Facebook page <laughs> that you had to bring it up. So you got a second place, man. How how was that? Oh, dude. So uh, yeah, um, that was my first RC race. Really? Um, yes, yeah, like first first time ever, like doing. Well, I mean, obviously I drove a motor car, but like doing it around a track or something like that. Like, that's the first time I ever did it. But Flip, Flip kind of got into it. Uh, and he's been doing pretty good up there by the house. They got an RC track up there. And this one, this one was indoor. So we were still indoor. Oh. Were, you at, were you at the AMS? Was that AMS? Uh, we were in Columbus, Hobbytown. Hobbytown. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yes. So uh, we kind of... He, he, you know, he told me we talked, and he's like, you know, I'm gonna go down here and do this. You should, y'all should come down here. And I got to thinking, I was like, man, like, you know, Knox is all about freaking remote control cars, and you, you know, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, he's like the day before typical flip stuff. Like, uh, he's like, hey man, I got an extra RC truck. Why don't you race it? And I was like, what? Like I don't know anything about that. Like I, I don't I don't think I could stand that far away and you know try to drive something on a little controller. And we went and we practiced and I mean like dude we had we had really good speed, you know, I we did good. Both of us did really good. Uh, but I I they had three races and uh I was kind of up and down. I never thought that I would say out loud about a RC car that I'm tight. I can't get the front end to turn. Like, it is. And it's, well, it's like, it blows my mind how they have like, they got little bumps, man. And you, and they got different sizes and just like the smallest change mm-hmm. to those things yeah. make a dramatic difference. What, what and, scale were y'all running? I was just wondering because once I got pulled out of karting when I was a kid due to an injury and uh, my dad was like, yeah, okay, RC cars, uh, you know, you can go do that. And it's literally a real car. You got sway bars and everything. We ran eight scale, though. So I didn't know if you were running, you know, larger cars or smaller cars. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, it was, I mean, it was, uh, it was, what are they called? Track, Traxxas? They were Traxxas trucks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I ran. Like, Flip was, his had, like, full suspension. Yeah. You know, and all, like, he had the real deal that he was running. Yeah. Oh, he's big time. Dude, homie done bought a trailer for nothing but RC. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. No, they have literally have guys, a full trailer of (laughs) all for their cars. Well, so, Cody, the owner of the company I work for, Mm -hmm. they race RC planes. Oh, okay, like pylons. That's even bigger. And they have, like, a full... 16 foot trailer yep with oh, yeah, that's special cabinets made with foam for extra wings yeah. and like it's it's like he showed it to me and i was like there's no way there's <laughs> yeah no Dude, way. like flip got this trailer and he bought it and he was telling me about it and i'm like i cannot the first thing i said to him when i seen it i was like what the hell, dude? Like, this is nicer than any car trailer we ever had. <laughs> like, it's so easy. He's, he's worked on it, and it's nice. Like, man, there's RC cars hanging up everywhere. There's spare parts that, you know, he's got laid out on the wall, big-ass TV up on the wall. Like, it's heat, AC, whatever you need, man. Like, it's it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, we did good. We finished second. Uh, I didn't we we had to prep uh, tires. I thought we were out of prepping tires, but uh, <laughs> apparently black bite works very well on RC tires. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all bring Duro? tires too? Well, I know that we got one set so soft that we uh, rolled it. Uh, literally, like the foam on the inside of the tire was literally like rolled up, oh, like flipped. Long. Basically, yeah, it was. He had a lot of bite. I'll put that's it that way. Well that, that's when you put yeah. a little too much prep in the tire. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but pretty cool. Let's uh, let's transition into i racing. All right, Since All right. that's a that's a big part let's, of your deal now. How? Something about that. Where did yeah, I? <laughs> when did I racing like catch your eye? When did you find out about it? Got you into it? So uh, the whole time I was racing go karts, I had my cousin. Uh, he had an I racing rig, which I think at the time of all this, if you're looking at it, uh, it was NR uh, 2003 is what they were doing, and. Uh, he, he had the sim racing rig, and every time I go over to his house, I'd always get on and I'd drive a late model at uh, Lanier, or I think it was Lanier, and I'd just make laps. And I always told myself, I was going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Well, I got married, and uh, Casey, we ended up getting pregnant, and uh, then we found out it was twins. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, oh, wow. So uh, the timing was kind of crazy. Uh, really, uh, Chris called me and he's like, hey, like, I got my sim rig that I'm going to sell. And I always told you I'd give you first dibs if I sold it. And he had like, you know, at the time it was a very nice sim rig and, uh, you know, Oboto and everything, like full-blown cockpit, all that stuff. And I was like, you know, I sold all my cart stuff and I, I talked to Casey and, and she was like, you know, yeah, if you're stepping back from it, this will help, you know, kind of take that itch away a little bit from actually going <laughs> to race. So uh, everything that the money that I got from selling, I turned around and I bought this rig and I, which I mean, I got, you know, a big family discount for it. Thank God. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's kind of what got me going. I think it was. 2012, no, yeah, I think it was like 2012, 2013 or something like that. Makes sense. So I got in at 2014 and you had been on it for. Right. Yeah, I actually on my timeline that picture that I took and posted of me and you actually comes up. uh, It was Irwindale and the uh, Super Lakes. Yes. 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 So it it did that and. Like, it was cool. I worked my way up, and uh, I raced in a, a league. I didn't really do a whole lot of official, you know, racing. I, I raced in a league with people that I knew around here, and uh, and that kind of led uh, – those people knew a guy that was really good buddies with Ottinger. Okay. And okay. that's, like, so I'd say – like probably a year into it, like I, I finally got to where the transition, which, you know, y'all I race, you know, like the hardest part is being fast on here is trying to do everything with your eyes and your hands. Cause you're, you're taking your, 
your body out of the picture of feeling with it. And for someone that's raced, you know, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like it is so hard to do not being able to feel something with your ass, you know, yeah, from the seat. Yeah. Yeah. From the seat. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, I finally got good. I'd use that league stuff to do it. And it, it got introduced to Nick and, uh, kind of got to hanging out with him and he, uh, he wouldn't full blown help me. He would just give me advice. And like, it was driving me crazy. Like he would not help me like in a way of like, put me on your team type stuff. Like he was always like, it was almost like a gingerbread trail where it would give you a little bit and a little bit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, like Cheerios or something <laughs> like a little pad. <laughs> exactly. Like it was like you, I, I hear you like, yeah, you're a good dude, but to get, on you know to get on my team like you got to prove you you're you bring something to the table yeah gotcha so um then it was you know i made the transition over to to open stuff or official races and open setups and and uh just going full full board on that you know running all the nis's fixed and open just trying to get at the time, I was so irate and hungry, I was trying to get it up higher and higher because in like our theory, when I was starting out in kart racing, my uncle always told me, uh, if you want to get better, you go and race against people that kick your ass consistently. Right. So eventually you'll get good enough and you'll start, you know, hanging with them and then eventually start beating them. So you get tired of getting like, ass kicked. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Either get good or get out. So yeah, right. And uh that was I'm I'm a big like I, I hate sucking at something. Like I can't stand being terrible at something. And uh it don't matter if it's freaking eye racing, real racing or, or foot you know, racing. racing at the end of the drive. <laughs> yeah, like I, I wanna be good at it. And uh so I, I that's what I did. I just started running all the everything I could and Man, it was like a blur, really. <laughs> man, you, you're, you're a will man. You made it. You made it uh, one season in the Coca-Cola series. I mean, it was before the Coca-Cola series. I think the year before it became Coca-Cola. Yes. Um. So that was back when we had the older tire and the older uh, aero package. So, like back in the day, you had to conserve. Like you really had to learn how to uh, have pace in the beginning, but save your tires. And it was a, it was a tire saving uh, time back then. Like the better you save your tires, the faster you're going to be on the back end. And that's how it was all the way through. Like I, I was racing, you know, all the Conti Hudson, uh, Kenny Humpy, like all the, Coke champions, DWC champions, like I was hanging with them and, and beating them and all that stuff. And I finally made it to pro. And I, I kind of had like a little struggle. It's like a 10 race deal. And I had a, like I had highs and I had lows. And it come down to where the last race at Miami, I had to finish in a certain spot to make it in. And luckily I finished in that exact spot and i was the last car to get in and it was the peak series it was the last yeah. year peak okay. yeah. yeah or no i'm sorry that was coke's first year 
Okay. Okay. Like when I made it. Yeah. So okay. Coke, that was their first year because they had the draft. Uh, right. Where the esports teams okay. come in. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. So. So, out of question, I mean, you just brought up a good point, which, I mean, we can, you know, it kind of knocks out a few questions that, you know, we had for you. Um, you were talking about, you know, the whole tire saving thing. And, you know, there's still tracks now where tire saving is a big deal. But then you have other tracks. Um, for example, um, I was racing Homestead. A few weeks ago, uh, you know, the, the week that um, the Cup Series, I mean, everybody went to Homestead for the, the race in the playoffs. Then we were spotting each other. Yeah, for we races. were spotting for each other for those. And so I was racing Xfinity in B-Class, and we had a caution on lap three, and it was a 45-lap race. Everybody came in and pitted, and you got, you know, you have 42 laps at that point at Homestead, the middle of the day. So you're saving tires, running the top, no big deal. We get to five laps to go, and Alex is spotting for me, and I've got people passing me on the bottom like they're standing still, and nobody, like I'm standing still, and nobody hit it. And you know, it's like I don't know if, if models were fixed, but you you go back and you run that that same track with a truck, and it's completely different. You know, you have to run the top, you have to save tires, and so I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but you know. When you brought up a good point, where it used to be, how how good you could save tires on the front end to where the back end you still had speed. It you know before they did they, before they scanned in new Atlanta, well old Atlanta was the money ticket for for tire saving. If you could tire save there, you could tire save anywhere. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I feel like tire saving is just out the window. Uh, I mean. Kind of, it kind of is like, I know for sure it wasn't what it used to be. Like that's what, that's what hurt me so bad that first year or when I actually did make it to the Coke series is, uh, it's, you would, after I say this, you'd think, well, you should be able to do that. And it's just really not that, you know, you can't, but, uh, you, you had to save and you had to, uh, learn how to take care of your stuff. And then I finally make it to the to the coach series and it's you know low horsepower, high downforce, run it like a damn go-kart every single lap. Okay. And it's just like, well, I can't like, yeah, I know I, I race the <laughs> go-kart, but it's like I can't like make myself do that after I've done yourself to save tires. Yeah, exactly. And and it showed like there is still tracks and it showed like there's tracks that you you still have to save tire like bristol's a good example bristol's one charlotte is one uh that's you know i had i think my best career race when i was in in dwc or uh pro whatever you want to call it coke uh there and uh miami is one in atlanta i actually atlanta is my favorite place to race old atlanta um yes, same no, I mean it's it's if you look if you get on the the website and you look like stat wise that is my number one track on iRacing. Uh, yeah, you know, but uh, it's the one thing I will help you with is no matter what car you're racing, running the high line is doing opposite of what you're thinking. You're murdering right. your tires out there. Really? Really? So, oh yeah, oh we're yeah. Not at Bristol. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, that's why in the Coke race, if you see, like, the Coke race, 
I don't know if you watched it like this past year. I didn't watch it. But everybody was down on the bottom. They they were just riding that bottom. And you can go up there and do it. A little bit more, trying to, it's just more throttle. Yeah, okay. Yep. Letting it roll and, you know, all that good, good jazz. But uh, it's, I don't, back then we had uh, dynamic tracks. So everybody would, you know, you would still start out on the bottom. But when, you know, the track would actually work properly, heat up and spread out and, and you could actually run the fence at Homestead, look like, you know, Larson, the thing, and you wouldn't be hurting the tires. But now the, the stuff ain't, it's just whacked out. So it ain't so working when you, properly. So when you talk about strategy, um, you're saying like at Bristol, you recommend running the low line. Do you recommend last laps turning the car into a slot car and riding the wall all the way to the finish? <laughs> no, no. Okay, I don't. Okay. I don't recommend that one. I, I mean, that, you know, and if 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 you you know racing for like you know some money, do what you got to do, I guess. Or a championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a championship. Yeah. yeah. No, it kind of makes sense, uh, especially if you know if you. You look at it as a you know a, like a real life aspect. If it's you know the track isn't run up there like you were talking about, you know you, you wouldn't hurt your tires. But it's fresh asphalt. It's eating the tires up a little bit more. You know there's no rubber laid down, nothing to protect the tires, just straight contact. Um, yeah. So it kind of does make a little bit more sense now. Right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that and yeah, your inputs. That so we should clip yeah. that out of our podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> took me like a few months to get used to it but it's 
once you figure it out and you kind of get everything, uh, you run laps and just practice it, man. Like you'll, it'll finally hit you and you're like, okay, yeah. You know, I just did a 30 lap run and my tires are, you know, 87, 87. Right. And if you can, Eventually, you'll get good enough at it. And then, like, I did a C open race last night uh, at Atlanta, and we had a 42-lap run. End of the run, my tires were 77-77. Uh, you know? So, you, you kind of – once you, you do it, and there's different – there's other things, too. I can't give out all the secrets. But, yeah, 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 of course, of course. Of course. But, but we're not asking but, all yeah. that. So, to answer Chance's question, did you learn? Did you win that race? Did you win that race? No, no. Uh, I accidentally wrecked the guy trying to side draft. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I, I kind of got turned by his teammate that was pissed off at me on the restart. He tried to wreck me and did a piss poor job. So I fell back to 13th, drove back up to second, I think. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, moving on to, you know, how you got wrapped up with uh, Team Conti and everything. Oh. Junior Motorsports and all that. Bang. Guessing that's from Yeah. Uh, so, the Team Conti deal, it was right at the end of the uh, the Coke seat. Hang on a second. I'm, I'm going to keep talking. i got to turn this fan off. It's cold. It's all good. Uh, the end of my Coke season, it was you know, the year I was in there, uh, I had a, it was a race at Chicago land and that's another track that is big about how you take care of your equipment. And, uh, you know, uh, team Conti at the time consisted of, uh, Michael Conti, Nick Ottinger, Matt Busa. And I think that was, I think it was just in three. And, uh, I was with dead zone. Well, I, I don't know why, like I've always sucked at qualifying. So I had to come from the back and I was flying, like just absolutely on rails and started 33rd. And I pa- I was passing uh, Conti for sixth before the first green flag pit stop, like just lights out. Yeah. Like we were flying. It was, I, I you know, I get into it with a, my buddy Dustin all the time saying like I was going to win that race because his driver actually ended up winning that race. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it, uh, I was getting ready to come down to pit and I called it out and Busa was behind me. Well, my screen went black. Oh. So I hit the apron and I can't see where I'm going. I think I'm on the apron and it comes back and Busa just hits me right in the rear. And it wrecked oh. both of us. So I turned down pit lane and he full throttles me. Like he turned in the grass and he just full throttles me. He says he didn't. I, I, BS. I know. <laughs> so, uh, and like, I didn't really know anybody besides Nick. And we kind of set, you know, got stopped talking during this time. And uh, I was, I don't know, like I just really wasn't happy where I was. And uh, Conti sent a message to, you know, my, my name on Facebook is Adam Apple. Mm-hmm. And Conti sent a message 
to a Adam Benefield on Facebook oh, no. about, hey, we'd like to talk to you about joining our team. We think you're a great guy. You're just in a bad situation. You know, you're just not with a, a group that you should be with and all this stuff. Well, it went like three or four days. They never heard a reply. And <laughs> finally, Busa realizes that my name on Facebook is Adam Apple, not Adam Benefield. <laughs> so then, so Conti was like, well, you send the message. Well, this is just, this is the, like the week after me and Busa just had a run in and like right. we were ready to kill each other. So Busa sends me this message, the same message, just basically copied and pasted. I thought he was trolling me. I was like, man, like this dude is going to really like do this after, you know, what just happened last week. So I messaged him back and you know, I said something smart Alec or something and uh, thought he was messing with me. And, and he's like, no, like, you know, dead serious. They would like talk to you. And I, I came over and it was you, you know, they were like, we'll finish out the year with us. We know you're going to go back to pro and we'll just see what happens after that. And I was like, okay, yeah. You know, I, I took a chance and I did it and we, Pro come around and uh, I think we missed it by making it back in by like two spots. And it was like, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Do I want to keep doing it or not? And uh, it was Brandon Hastings is kind of the guy that uh, runs the ship, I guess you could say over there, uh, even though it's, the name is team Conti. It's really Hastings that, uh, that runs the show and he was crew chief and for Conti. And, uh, he was like, I was like, well, hell if I ain't going racing it, you know, the kids are getting older really. And that like, people don't realize how much time goes into when you're at that level. Like it's, it's exactly like racing competitively. Like, big shows all the time kart racing mm -hmm. and it's you know it's up you're in here at a computer and uh it's a lot of work and uh i'm like well hell i'll, I'll give the crew chief and stuff a, a try you know so i so sat in there oh wait my bad continue no go ahead uh, how long you been doing the crew shipping with coffee so the that first year uh Basically, I guess you could say I shadowed uh, Hastings because he was okay. chipping for him. And uh, it was – it got down to the end of the year, and Hastings – like, we knew there was going to be a move going on inside the team. And uh, I didn't know it at the time. And they finally told me. But, like, Hastings was teaching me everything I needed to know so I could step into this role. And – uh I think it was can't know it was Texas. Texas was uh, the last race before the final four race. Okay. And something happened and Hastings couldn't show up. And so it was like, this is a big race. Like Conti had to win to, to mm. get into the final four. Mm. And it's like, normally Hastings would show up, you know, about 10 minutes before the race. And, you know, all that stuff. Well, it, we're sitting on a grid. And I'm like, Hayden's not, he ain't coming. And I was like, I ain't heard from him. Oh, man. And I'm like, wow. So I'm blowing up Hastings. I'm like, hey, man, where you at? 
He's like, I, you know, he he works uh, for a NASCAR team. Okay. So they he lives in Charlotte, and uh, he's like, dude, they they got me at the shop because they were going for a championship themselves. And I was like, okay. So he's like, you got it. I was like, uh, <laughs> do I? <laughs> yeah, do I really here? Uh, okay. It's like, thanks. Yeah, like I, I was like just kind of thrown in there. So in you know uh, typical Conti fashion. You know, choked in qualifying. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we got to come from the back, and we got going. And uh, I think we were like 10, 10 to fifteen laps into a run, and a caution comes out. And I got to looking. I was doing like the math and like running a strategy, like through my head, trying to think. And I was like, dude, I think if we pit here it puts us in a window to actually pit one more time. So we'll have control of the race at the end. I said, but you might be on like, it might hurt. We might not have the same tires, but those guys will be having to come through the field. If a lot of people pit right here. And it was like, a, it was a gamble. Like it really was. And, and, uh, it was a risky like, Listen, yeah. like it was very, it was risky. Like it really was. And, and he's like, let's do it. And I was like, I said, I like, I know, crew chief, you're not supposed to say, I don't know if this is really going to work, but, you know, first time doing the role, I was like, you know, hey, it, this might not work. He's like, hey, we're going to try. Yeah, and y'all both agree on it, though. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, we, like, he, he pitted, man, and, like, I, the stars aligned. Like, everything that I thought in my head would happen, like, we were the first car that pitted during that caution so we were we were leading that pack of cars and when everything cycled out we were leading and we had clamp it behind us you know a, a teammate and at the time was conti's roommate yeah so you felt, felt a little safe right there you kind of uh, yeah so we had that cushion right there and uh you know uh it, it just like it worked out we were able to hang on and Make it to the to the champion, you know, be one of the championship forward. We won the race and, and made it in the Miami. So first race, like running the ship from the box on top of the box, you know, I got a W and I was like, man, this this, this stuff's pretty easy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. So hey man, you know, I went in. Yeah, it, it was it was uh it was fun. You know, it was cool. Went into Miami and absolutely got. Hammer did not do the right strategy at all. Got called out by Steve Letard on. Shoot. Oh man! <laughs> That's so, I, I remember. I remember they aired your your audio. I don't know if it was that race, but you were saying something about like a damn parachute, and then they cut it off. And <laughs> dude, I, was, I think I texted you. I was like, hey, I just heard you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was earlier that year. That was the last time that they played audio from pit crew. <laughs> The drivers. That, I, 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 was, I, I was very that. nice on what I just said right there because it was. Yeah, right. yeah. I, like, uh, and, and still to this day, you know, you can go. It was Talladega. I think it was uh, 2021. You can go and look it up and you'll be able to hear my redneck butt. <laughs> everything. I mean, I went off. And I. To, a funny part of it is, I had no idea that, that my phone was blowing up, but the first text message I read was yours 
Really? And I was like, what? And I went back and I re- like watched it and I'm like, oh my God. And Conti's like, what? And I was like, you remember what I said about so-and-so? And they're like, yeah. And he said, yeah. I was like, well, they played it all over the stream. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. without going into too much detail, you know, you said it's kind of like a full-blown, you know, uh, real, I mean, even it's simulation, but it's, 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 uh, it's a second full-time job almost pretty much. You know, what is, what is some some things that you know a crew chief for a professional i racing team you know goes through during the week getting ready preparing off season maybe some duties you have to do um i mean it's everything you know people are different uh i think like we got we got a couple of guys that are very that very professional with it uh, they run it like they are like a you know Chad and would i guess you could say I'm not really like that. And I think that's what I think that's why one reason why me and Conti have had the success that we have had and and it like why we've gotten along so well and it's kinda of leaped over with, with like with Dale when Dale runs uh big races, like I'll I'll step in and crew chief for him. Like I'm very I'm laid back with it. Uh with Conti he's He's got more years doing it than me. Uh, we kind of got a game plan that we go with. Like, we'll talk. Uh, you know, it can be different things, you know, like uh, practicing restarts or mm-hmm. practicing pit road entries. Dude, there was one night we literally practiced for two hours making pit stops, getting in and out of the box because we were so bad at it. Like, we would lose so much time, and that's all we did. It wasn't making laps. It was just, well, if I stop here and I'm able to launch there, I'm a little bit better, you know, yeah, or, or slow down at this point at this track, you know, exactly, exactly. And it's just little bitty things that we were it, like one thing I like with team Conti is we're a small group, but it's nothing but years of experience with sim racing and I racing in general. So, Whenever a new build comes out or something like it doesn't, we don't spend as much time as everybody else trying to look and figure out what's fast because we're all veterans at it. So we know all of us go in a different direction and we kind of come together, right? You know, on the, on the back end. So it gives us more time to work on the little things like, you know, restarts, pit road. Uh, entry pit road exit you know the the stuff that you really don't think matters until you get to where you're racing for a hundred thousand dollars right and that kind of stuff so it, you know uh me and uh the crew chiefs will kind of get together before a race uh come up with a with a strategy um and it always you can come up with a hundred different strategies it's going to change nine out of ten times um, you know, so I, I normally have a, we all have a hot key that, uh, where we can communicate one another. Like I, 90% of the races this year, I was, me and D- uh, Dustin Hall was the crew chief for Clampett and we were bouncing off each other, like different stuff and all that. So it's not as much as you, as you think, uh, really you're just trying to be a, a cheerleader and, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, advise I, the best you can. Right, yeah. And I'm brutally honest. I've always been that way. Like I'll, you know, I'll, I'm, 
I like to cut up and have a good time. And he, that's the biggest thing with those guys. Like Conti, uh, you got like he he is the exact same way. Uh, like he, you got to keep him, you know, uh, kind of keep him light. You got to yeah. boost him up and keep it keep it light, make him laugh a little bit, and uh, and it'll be good. It, it really ain't that hard of a job. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I remember when you were doing the live streams for a little bit. Y'all, your relationship seemed pretty like humorous, you know. Like y'all were very chill. You cut jokes while he's turning laps in the lead, and I'm just it's like, kind of genuine, yeah. you know. Yeah, because y'all, y'all had a really yeah. strong run this year, especially at the beginning Wait, of yeah. the first half of the year. Y'all were Team Conti. All three of y'all cars were just on rails. Y'all were winning everything. That felt like at least. Yeah, we we started off. Uh... God dang, we started off lights out, man. Um, I, me and Conti, I think we, we're, I think we won twice this this year. This year, uh, so yeah, we busted off. No, we won three times together. We had yeah three this year or two this year. So we hit one early, and uh, it was nice. And uh, but we had it rolling. It was just kind of right there. There was a build that come out that kind of took us a minute uh to to figure out and then we got it figured out and man like these that coach series stuff it'll wear you down it will wear you down and like so bad it's it's hard it's hard to stay motivated to do it but normally no matter what like a uh, a trend for me and Conti at least we'll we'll start out hot like hot as hell we'll come out the gate you know swinging and then we kind of level out mid season and then right before the playoffs we'll we'll peak again. Right. And, you know, so uh you know, it, we had a good season this year. I think it was I think stat wise it was Conti's best year. So that that was pretty cool. No one of the first full year with him, uh we were able to have the success like that with, with me up on the box. So with that being said, um, you know, with this year, what are your thoughts with like the, with the new car? Um, with iRacing, um, how does it correspond um, to, you know, the cup drivers using that as a tool for, you know, races going throughout the week and everything? Um, I mean, is it, is it, do you think it's as, as realistic as it can be um, and it's a good training tool for the cup drivers for on Sunday? Um. My opinions about the car, I got to watch what I say. I could get in trouble. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, the, the cars, uh, from my standpoint, I think it's pretty pretty realistic. Uh, I know now that uh, cup teams are using, uh, you know, iRacing more than they are using the, the OE simulators to, yeah. uh, to test. Um, you can really... The setups are very similar. I'll put it to you that like okay. they're they're not like back before it was we were doing some crazy video game bull crap. Like it, it's a lot, a lot more. Uh, they're similar. Yeah, that's what that's kind of where I was hoping. You know, that yeah, you know, that's what I kind of figured. But you know, I just wanted to be able to confirm it. Yeah, that the car was yes. Uh, tire no, tires nowhere close. Uh, if you, I mean I. Talk to, uh, we got quite a few drivers that we talked to, and and it's just we got way too much grip, way too much grip. 
Um, they have a lot of grip too, but somehow we got more. Um, <laughs> and uh, but that and the uh, the fall off of the tire, like if you watch, they're falling off a lot more than we are. And and another thing that's hurting it is we can't move around. Like right. we used to be able to, and, and like they can, like we can't run the fence. We can't bang the boards anywhere, really, besides Darlington where you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's, I know there's, you know, I think they're working on it. Uh, I know Dale's doing everything he can to, to get it back to where the way it used to be. Um, I'm, I know he's working, uh, hard with everyone, the development team over there to, to try to make it better. And, uh, you know, that's that's the biggest thing that the, the iRacing community in a whole, like, they don't realize how lucky we are to have someone like him that, you know, now that he's retired, he can, he listened, like, not saying he didn't before, but he has more time to, to actually get on here to race. And, and he hears the guys that he's racing with and, and he sees this stuff on Twitter and, um, uh, you know, them being in the position he's in with I racing, uh, we're we're very fortunate to have someone like him, uh, you know, within the community. Yeah. So with you know the the the, the, the you know Conti and Junior's Motorsports being together like that, and you said you've spotted you you crew chief for him before. Um, would y'all say y'all y'all have a friendship of you know? Do y'all talk? Oh yeah, yeah. We talk a good bit. We talk. We that's pretty cool. Yeah. Man. We, we got we've gotten to where we've become uh, pretty good buddies. Uh, the pandemic, man, was uh, kind of what did it. Um, like I, I knew him once I got hired. Like once I got on Team Conti, and then the following year, when I guess I was basically put, is like, hey, you know, you're the crew chief of of this car. It was uh. Uh, you know, I, I got to meet him and all that good stuff or hang out with him and talk to him and whatnot. And then uh, the pandemic, man, is when, you know, it, it really took full effect with us having WR1 uh, on the car. All those guys went to, to Chad Wheeler at WR1 and bought sim rigs. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the pro invitational started and, you know, Dale's like, oh, hey, I got, you know, I got Conti and Benefield. They'll help you. So we're, you know, I'm sitting here dude, from freaking Pell City, Alabama, <laughs> you know, like helping out freaking Hall of Fame drivers and guys that I watch on Sunday and cool. trying to teach them that's how cool. to drive a daggum video game race car. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, yeah. that's, that's got to be cool for, for a kid who, you know, grew up, you know, going to the NASCAR races, racing go-karts, looking up to – all the, all these NASCAR Hall of Famers and stuff like that. And now you you have a relationship with some of them, and you talk to some of them, and, and that that that's got to be really kind of surreal for you, dude. It it is uh, it it really is like a getting to hang out. Like me and Dale got to talking, and he kind of re- like it kind of hit both of us. Like man, like we are we like a like we're very similar personalities, and uh. It, we would go back and forth messaging through discord and finally he's like I, I just you know here's my number it's easier for me to just text and i was like I, i'm fine with that and then it we got to talking and you know it, it was it turned into hey i'm running this race tonight for a special event you 
come on, it starts in like 45 minutes of crew chief performance. I want to sit there and I want to have somebody talk to him. And I was like, oh, all right, I'll be this there. Is Dale Jr. Say less, man. I'm going away. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and it was kind of funny. It was like I didn't, I guess, like I didn't, the thing that really hit us off is, uh, like I, I didn't, I don't know, like he, he don't, He's just a dude, man. You know, like he, he like, he puts his like one of the boys. Like yeah. Exactly. Like he, that's the biggest thing I think. Uh, Cause I give him, dude, I give him shit just like I give Conti shit. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't let him live nothing down and, and uh, him or TJ, you know, TJ's another one. Me and TJ go back and forth with one another. And, uh, but the, the part that hit me uh, that I thought was, I didn't realize, I guess I never really thought about it. I was, buying a new truck and I had my phone hooked up because I wanted to hear, I always wanted a truck with a Bose sound system in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And so I took my cord out of my truck and I plugged it up and we're test driving it and salesman in there. Just out of left field for some reason. I hadn't talked to the guy all day. Dale texts me and it pops up on the screen. to Dale and Hart Jr. And that says like, no but, yeah, he was like, "Is that is that really him?" I was like, "Yeah, dead serious." Man. Yeah, you want to call him? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that was like the sale of the truck went out the window, and that's all he wanted to talk about. And I was like, "You know, it's pretty cool how lucky I was to be, uh, you know, in the right right spot at the right time to be able to meet, you know, the people I got to meet on here and and friendship friendships with them, and uh, it's." The list, you know, from country music singers to race car drivers to just regular guys, you know, like us, it's it's, it's pretty cool. I'm sure you uh, you probably helped their buddy Tim, huh? <laughs> yeah, oh Tim Duggar, that's yeah. my boy. <laughs> that's my boy. Well, me and Ethan hey. actually got in a race with TJ, Tim, uh, what's his name, um, Parker. Uh, his last name's Parker. Oh, uh, 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 I went watch him at a Luke Combs concert. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Um, oh man, I, I it's gonna eat me up, but yeah, yeah. that guy. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, it was Formula V's. What's that? Drew Parker. Drew yeah. Parker. yeah, Drew Parker. It yeah. was uh, it was Formula V's at Southern National. Yeah, and <laughs> let me tell you, it was terrible. It was absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they always got like every time we race, man, it's some kind of something like combo from way out in left field, and and sometimes it's like that, and then sometimes it's like, dude, you never, I never knew that like a freaking spec Mazda at Dagum Martinsville was so much fun. Like you, you know, you, it's crazy. Our favorite is taking the SR8 Radicals. Um. To Lanier. No, to Bristol. Oh, it's, yeah. And oh, wow. Yeah, you, I, you know, Chance will have to get you to come with us. Got, it feels like an unlimited all-star, man. Like, as soon as you get on throttle, it's just like, go. You got, like, four laps to let the tires come in, and then it's yeah. literally like driving like a go-kart. Ripping. <laughs> so we'll have yeah. to get you to come race with us when we do it one night. And oh, uh, yeah. It, it's it's a one hell of a time. I'll tell you a good one that, that we did that uh, – me and Conti kind of got we got hooked on. I don't know why. Like it was just one re, one night that we started doing. I guess 
NASCAR season ended and and F one was still on, so we took uh, we were we watch F one a lot. So uh, my man, we that's my we man. Took, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm about some F one racing now. I, I like. I like F one, but we got a whole section dedicated to it. Hey, 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 Colton, hey, hey. I will say, Colton, I'm trying to learn. Colton made me proud. He watched a couple of races. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we, we took F one cars to uh, uh, New Hampshire. Really? Oh my yes, yes. You want to talk about feeling like you're in a like an unlimited? That's something going right there. It takes a second for your eyes to adjust just how fast you're actually going around that place. Well, I'm sure you've seen the TikTok that went viral across um, kind of like the, the iRacing uh, guys. Yeah. Um, somebody went to Knoxville, had the track on 100%, and took an F1 car around that thing. Yes, yes. And I'm like, dude, you're ripping 180 miles an hour on dirt, and it's sticking. Yes, yes. That's insane. It was insane. I've never tried – like, I've seen that video, but I was like, man, I, it never hit me. Like, let's try it and see what happens. Something, something that's kind of been hot on the hosted races right now is pro light trucks at uh, Short Tracks. Short Track Ovals. The, the Oh, really? Pro, yeah, the pro light trucks. Yeah. Those are pretty fun. Pro pro light trucks at Bristol. Um, it feels like Daytona in, <laughs> in the road truck, like in the actual Craftsman trucks. You're going to draft the same identical way, and you're throwing in and – you're throwing it in the corner sideways. You're laying it down on the, the right rear and just making it grab and stick. Wow. That's, I, I never uh, – I hadn't been doing that. Like, the big – right, well, I've been doing a lot of late model stuff, like the Supers, because, mm-hmm. you know, like with the Snowball, well, you had the All-American. Right. So I ran an All-American, and then uh, we're getting ready to run a Snowball Derby. This the week after the actual derby, which I think is next weekend. It's uh, this weekend, I think. This weekend. Yeah, 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 weekend. yeah, yeah, yeah. This weekend. So it'll be – our race will be the following weekend. And uh, so I've been, like, running the, the hell out of some super late models right now. Yeah, a bunch of <clears> – <throat> like Gregson and a bunch of people are going down to Pensacola this weekend for the, the ball. Uso's actually got a ride this weekend. Yeah. He got a hell of a ride, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. I grew up he got a hell of a run. Yeah, I did. That's one thing, man. Like, mm. I so the track that y'all raced on that just closed. Uh, yes. Uh, I was. I think I've actually raced there before. Really? Back in the day, yes. And because I, I, I think I think that's it. I really do because I remember us being on the Firestone series. Uh, I believe so. I believe so. Uh, yes, I believe that was it. I believe that was it because we went to Louisiana in 2010. We went to Louisiana twice. We went, I believe, for that race and Cajun Indoor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but I, I remember Luza, uh, we got to talk, and Luza was actually there racing that weekend, yeah. too. Yeah, he, and, he he's from Texas. He grew up in uh, the IKF area. But he'd come over to Louisiana and race Cadiana with us every now and then. Yeah. So I I got the when y'all kept talking about it, I was like, man, why does that track sound so familiar? Yeah. And then when I finally got to looking it up, it hit me. I was like, oh, I, I've been there. Yeah. So, a little circle in the dirt that made all of us. Yeah. 
Who would yeah. have this podcast without it? Yeah. Pretty cool. When when I met you without it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh we got a few more questions before we wrap this up. Um sort of wrap things up. What would be your best advice to a beginner trying to get into iRacing, you know, and uh, also someone that maybe wants to work their way up into the ranks, you know, try to get to the pro level. Yeah. Uh I mean just it, I mean, it's not as much like racing, race as much as you can. I would say just like practice, pay attention to the fast guys, like get study it, watch. If you get into a practice session with them, get in their car, look at the line at the running. That's how you know that every time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that. I preach that the chance. Like, it's you, you're the, you're, uh, your inputs and the way that you, you know, turn the steering wheel or, or your inputs or your throttle on your brake is so massive. And it's it, the the speed difference or the speed that you can gain just from doing a halfway ride is crazy. And, uh, but like, that's exactly what I did. No joke. Like I, when I got in, I studied like watching film, uh, like I would study Nick Ottinger, Michael Conti and Kenny Humpy. And, like I would everything they would do, like Kenny Humpy showed me how to paint a white line at Homestead. Uh, I've never seen no one else do it. And I'm, I'm practiced that until I was good at it. And I eventually, you know, kicked his ass at Homestead. And it was probably the <laughs> highlight of my racing career. But uh, no, just laps, man. And, and like, no matter what, don't take it so serious. Like it's at the end of the day, it's 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 a sim, it's a game. Uh, you're going to you're going to struggle from the from the get go. Like you it's that chance. Don't take it so serious. Hey, I looked at, I looked at your brother about the same way, dog. Look <laughs> at yourself, son. <laughs> heated arguments at, from this table. This table has had some very very heated arguments. I have I have all F word out of that game. <laughs> I look this this past year I did road to pro and I had Dustin Hall uh on my box and we we went uh out of the first round was eight races and we won seven of them in oh, the la- <laughs> the last race we won we won the race guys by two and a half seconds we got into a knockdown drag out I'm talking about if we were in front of one another in person we probably would have been throwing fists. We were fighting with oh, each other wow. so bad because I didn't like the way the, the thing drove. Holy and it, shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I made a smart Alec comment and he made a smart Alec comment. And he, I mean, we were ready to throw bows at that point. Man. So. Dude, I, it's just, I'm, I'm so competitive. Like I'm not a, I'm not a very high strung person. I'm very laid back. But when it comes to like racing, man, I get so. It's like an animal comes out of them. Freaking fast track. We have a little go kart track, like little kid track. Like you know, you just go pay five bucks, go run this little cheap cart, and uh, Chance and I over in the corner just fired up that this dude was like shutting off our turn on our governors and whatnot. We're all pissed off. We're all mad. And we're like, not, e- not even that. Just we went to Nola for Chance's birthday. Oh. And Ethan, Ethan looks over his shoulder and just kind of chops Chance down. And he, no, it's not kind of. It was no, not kind of. No, yeah. So that's when it appeared. Well, 
uh, our buddy Jacob, his dad, Ricky, had the same cart that I got in the next heat race. Well, the problem was is you'd hit, like, the different sensors around the track, and he would cut the motor out. And oh. going to the back corner, the back hairpin, and the motor cut out. And when it kicked back on, I didn't hit the brake and because the motor had cut out. And I chance turned, and I didn't hit the brakes. And they, it, it was, yeah. Nah, you, he wanted to fight him. Oh, he wanted nah. to kill him. Yeah. He wanted to. Nah, like, you hit the gas on. You hit the gas. Sean O'Neill, it, it was my best imp- uh, interpretation. Interpretation of Sean O'Neill last weekend. <laughs> that was, that was it was on the first lap. It was, yeah. Like, we came out of the lap. pits, and it was, like, the first hot lap. And the motor cut out, and I was done. Like, I was like, okay, well, the car's crap. And, you know, I let out of it, and it came back, too. And it, when it came back, it was like I was at full throttle, and my foot was off the throttle. <laughs> Completely. Oh, my God. Hell, yeah. yeah. Could have sworn they were literally gonna throw hands. It was the first time they even hit the track too. So what we're literally saying here is that the first piece of advice that this professional crew chief for iRacing tells us, we all have to work on. And we've all done. Hey, <laughs> I'm I'm just as guilty as you know the next person. I get fired up about it, but I have to remind myself that it's it's a game, man. Like you can't you can't get worked up on it and uh no matter what, there's going to be somebody else in that race that's better than you. And, uh, you know, it, you just got to work at it until, until eventually you're that guy that's better than everybody else. I mean, right. it's, it, it's just like it takes time and a lot of laps, a lot yeah. of laps. And then stuff will start clicking, um, you know, and the, and the higher you go up, the more competitive it'll be. And, and there'll be times where you just sit back and you're like, I just, just I don't want to do this. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And you got to be committed to it. And uh, it's tough, man. Like, it is it is tough. It is it, it's almost harder than, than kart racing, in my opinion, because you got less control of stuff. Yeah. yeah. The only difference is you don't have to prep tires and get them yeah. ready. You just got to be able to wheel it without being able to feel it, kind of. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. You know, either win or learn. And then the last question we have is where would you like to see the direction? Of, like, what would you like to see in the future? Go karts? Go karts, <laughs> like micros or, or the outlaw karts, you know, you think that'll come? Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't as much as I wish. Uh, I don't think we'll ever get to the point of where we'll see carts. Um, Honestly, same. Everybody will just start dumping each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's and like it's. Uh, they still got a lot of work to do on the dirt side of stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, shit. We ain't even got tire wear really on dirt. So yeah. Uh, I don't. I wish, but I don't see it happening i I think micros will eventually work their way in there they you know the the midget come and it was you know it was a huge success uh yeah so it's excuse me we're actually getting ready for the you know we started running laps other night for the chili bowl Mm -hmm. so uh that that'll i think micros will work its way in um but i my biggest thing is like i would like to see I know Dale's working with them to to get like a uh, up to date late model stock. Um, That'd be cool. I know that's in the process of being scanned. That's not. I don't think that's really any. You know, that's not 
secret info or anything that's uh that's been out there so i think that'll be cool to get that updated but i think the biggest thing is if they would just concentrate on working on uh getting dynamic tracks to work properly and get us a tire that that you know isn't like a freaking goat pee tire <laughs> yeah give us something that wears out. out yeah it just never falls we just grip for days and um you know give, give us that and I know they're doing everything they can. The the platform's growing rapidly, uh, and it's it's a lot to keep up with. But um, they got they got the potential to do so much more, and uh, I hope they realize it and uh, they see it. Like we could we could make this so much bigger. I mean, Jesus, we could have uh, coke guys racing, you know, NASCAR weekends at tracks if right. we really wanted to. It's just you know the willpower to do it and. Um, I think eventually we'll get there. Um, it's just, you know, kind of already um, almost, almost there. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of there really. Uh, it's, uh, not, <laughs> sorry. Wife Karen tell me good night. Uh, no, that's all good. but we're getting there. Um, and I know there's more plans in the future that'll kind of get that out there more. So, uh, I think it's heading in a good direction. Uh, so hopefully nothing crazy happens and it keeps going that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's a it's a it, the payout's really awesome. But I think something that'd be really cool would be you know the champion of the Coke series you know wins maybe if they could make this happen with a team maybe wins a ride for you know maybe a truck series race or something like that just to try and give them a chance to see what they're about. You know, they, they just beat the best of the best in the world even, on iRacing. Or even like a late model stuff. You know? Yeah. You know, not a, not a full-blown cup car, but like maybe something like that. Well, they, that, that, that actually, that was what they used to do. When oh, really? Peak did it. Yeah. So, uh, Tyler Hudson, uh, actually chance the Santa shootout yeah, in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Hudson came with, Hudson actually sponsored, he was part of the help me sponsor to come to that race nice. and uh, he come and helped out. But that's actually what he got for winning the championship is he got to go do the uh, compete for the ride uh, when they had the peak challenge and he got a ride in a truck too. Uh, he got quite a few opportunities to race a real car and same thing with Conti. Uh, he won and he got a, a, I think it was a legends ride. Nice. And uh, yeah, so, he, he, it used to be that way. Uh, I think now, I think it would be cool too to like put them, let them try a late model. Uh, I think the last person that got anything out of that was Novak. He got to drive a late model around Myrtle Beach. And, uh, but I don't think anything ever track. went with it. But a recipe to that track. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I'm luckily we got it on here. That place yeah. is fun to drive on here. But, uh, I think I agree with you. Like at least let them have opportunity in a late model um, or something that that source. Uh, I thought that was always really cool. That was the number one thing that drove like that really pushed me and drove me to try to to try to do uh, that was because of the opportunities that come on the back end of landing that deal. Look at Ryan Lindsay, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The, that yeah, I forgot about Ryan. Ryan got a lot of opportunities uh, from the championship man. he won. You know, yeah, very talented. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, and I, I, 
got a love hate relationship with Ryan, <laughs> but uh, he don't belong, in my opinion. He's wasting his talents on Iris, and that that kid. He belongs in a real car. In my he belongs opinion. in a real car, and I think it. I think if you want to, if you want to place a bet on Dark Horse for the snowball, Ryan loses. I would, I would put money on Ryan losing. Oh, hands most down. That, especially at Five Flag. Yeah, yep. because for the for a little while that was his home track, and being all the way in Texas, and and when Houston Motorsports Park closed, I mean, I remember going to watch him race Bandoleros, Legends. And he'd go to five, he'd go to Pensacola, you know, once a month and yeah. go race over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it should be a good one. But uh, I'm really excited he was able to get that ride. I'm excited yeah. for this weekend, man. Oh, yeah. that. I, I can't. I actually can't believe out of this all these questions, Chance, you did not bring up the story about the Santa shootout and us starting one two for senior pro. Oh, yeah, you remember that? Do that. Well, I don't like to talk about that race because I got screwed <laughs> out of the wind. So yeah. I, I've talked to them about it all the time. But, no, that was a great – that was a fun time, man. We started one and two. I don't know what happened to you on the start, but he, I well, think you got shuffled so, I, That was the second day. I started on the pole in Super Heavy yeah. and walked away from – I think I lapped up the third or something in that race and won it. And Patrick – like Patrick, he was. I remember we qualified first in super heavy and qualified second to to you and uh, senior pro and uh, like we were talking in the trailer and Patrick's like we only got one set of tires and <laughs> that that we can be competitive in because it's one set he had just beat to death with Krug. Yeah, and I think he get, even got Krug from y'all probably. Like we kind of got to where we were working together that weekend yeah. because we were parked side by side. And, uh, he's like, I think we run these tires in super heavy and go for the win in it. And then senior pro, you just try to block everybody and let chance <laughs> get away. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Yeah. I like, I, I agree with that. And I told chance, I was like, look, I'm going to try to block like hell. You just get the hell out of Dodge. And we went down into turn one, and I got sent so far into the barrels. <laughs> and they put me back in front of, like, they restarted the race, put us back up there, and I tried and tried to, like, give him a chance to get away from everybody. And I, I did. I'm pretty sure I did. But they threw a caution as I as I was taking the white flag. They threw yes. Yeah, I, I got that. punted on the restart. Oh man, I was, I was so mad, dude. I yep. I think at a race that was the most angry I've ever been in my life. I, it was twenty five hundred. I had the white flag, you know. It was twenty five hundred dollars in my sights, you know. I had the race one and just taken away just like that. Dude, like you were, I, like I told Patrick because I, I hadn't, like, I'd been out of the seat for a minute. Then this was like spur of the moment. Let's go down here to this indoor race and run. And we, I remember after like first round of practice, I was like, brother, you could probably get those tires so good. I said, but I'm going to tell you, I can't keep up with chance. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's just, I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember we practiced and I looked at my dad and was like, we need to roll every single set we have in green tonight before we leave the track. We just pan roll. That's, pan roll each set yeah. 15 minutes. And that's what we did. We hey, stayed there forever, just rolling. I did that at Andalusia, and that it worked really well. 
Yep, well, that's, that's what uh, he – so you said that, and then uh, I think it was you or your dad told Patrick. Patrick woke up. It was like 5.30 in the morning. He done got a shower, and he taps me. He's like, hey, you ready to go? Or he's like, hey, I'm going to go – I'm going to start wiping tires. And I was like, all right, uh, you just going to walk over to the track because we're right beside the track. I was like, you just going to walk over there? He's like, no, you're going to get your ass out of bed and you're going to take me over there. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, I went over there and I come back took a shower. And, like, dude, when I got back over there, there was just smoke pouring out of that trailer. And homie's in there just wiping away. And I was like, real, I was like, so this is what we're doing? He's like, well, Chance has been rolling all night. I'm having to keep, you know, try to catch up. And I was like, all right. Give me a give me a pad of let's get the wiping. <laughs> good times. I mean, it, it was a good race until that. And then you want to interview me on the podium? I was like, bro, get get away. <laughs> go away. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was not good. It was fun the weekend though. I, I was, oh yeah, absolutely. I think that was I, the most we got to hang out. Oh yeah, for sure. It was a good time. And I, and I met Tyler, and you you introduced him as this is a NASCAR champion. I was like, damn, for real. <laughs> Like, oh, what's yeah. the racing thing? I was like, oh, that's cool, man. I don't even yeah. think I might have just no, I was about to get iRacing or yeah, just something like that. I was I like, think, uh, you were talking about getting into yeah. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, good times. It was good talking to you, catching up, man. We really appreciate yeah. you coming on, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, man. Hope you did. Yeah, we, yeah. we enjoy. It. We learned yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. Learned your name is not Adam Apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I yeah. Think, uh, yeah. I think it's gonna come out really good. Um. Yeah, we'll have to get a chance to, to let you know whenever we all get on the iRacing and uh, we can yeah, we absolutely. can take you to school with them radicals. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, that's like a good time. I think we'll uh, be in the desk and he'll be the teacher. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, It'll take him about no. ten laps and then yeah, top of the charts and we're like three, four tenths off and we're just like, well, no, good, you know. Good try. No, that's uh, I'm definitely down to do it, man. I love getting on, and I'm, I just like getting on, having a good time. Chance got my number. Whenever y'all wanna, you know, go and brawl and have some fun, just holler and let me know. I'll get on there and you know, cool. teach you a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Adam. Take Later. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that uh, interview we had. A lot of learned a lot oh, about yeah. iRacing. His name. Yeah, his name. <laughs> his name. Yeah. Blew, it, blew listen, I've only known him as Adam Apple. It, it, no, it caught me. It, it really caught me off guard when he joined the Skype call, and I see his wife's name and then Benefield, and I was like, "Did she well, not well, take his name?" Well, he, 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 uses, <laughs> he uses Adam Benefield in iRacing. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So, no, but like I've never I raced with him. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I put that two and two. I never understood why Apple ended up in a field. I never got no, it. Like two, I saw it come up and I was like, wait a minute, what did did she like? Okay, so obviously he's on his wife's computer. Did yeah. she not take his last name? Yeah, I don't know. It was it was weird. Okay. So, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, you sure? Yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was really fun. Um, we we definitely enjoyed that. It was a. Uh, it's a little bit longer one than Carson's last weekend, but definitely it's full of nothing but interesting stuff you guys yeah, want to some, some pretty funny stories. And uh, then, I mean, we, we I think the coolest part was, like, it, it turned away from an interview, and it was just like he was part of us. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, really. Cool annoyed. guy. 
Yeah. Really cool guy. Yeah. Well, we hope y'all enjoyed. Um, give us a share. You know, follow us. Uh, we'll have more next week's guests. Yeah. Next, next week's, week's guests. Stay, stay tuned. That's going to be a... Yeah, it's going to be a really good one. That's going to be a good one. And go follow Adam Apple on uh, Team Conti. Absolutely. Uh, with, Junior Motorsports. With, yeah. Yep, Junior Motorsports and the whole iRacing out there. Go check them out. Coca-Cola iRacing Series. Um, you'll find them out there. Guys, and... Uh, we kind of leave questions on the if you're if you're listening on Spotify, there is a questions section. Uh, you guys can let us know what you thought about the episode. You can leave a review. You can rate us. Please leave a rating. All that. Follow us on all platforms that you listen to, and uh, just and it, socials. Yeah, on our socials, guys, and, and you can comment on our Facebook post. Who would you like to hear? And yep. uh, definitely, we'll we'll work on that and try and get all these uh, all these guests lined up. And, but shout out to Chance. He lined up this guest this weekend. Um, it was an awesome guest, and we really appreciate Chance and uh, Adam for making that happen. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we'll highlight you guys next week with another guest, guys. Hope you all have a great week. And Austin, Austin uh, our fuel, wanted to tell you he loves you all. So. Oh, he loves you all, yeah. Talk to you all later. Take it easy. Later, guys. Bye.